I want to share with you an unbelievable discovery that I made today of a unique mitzvah in this week's Torah portion, which is so powerful and so cosmic and in many ways so easy to do, something that we all have access to in our own life. So in this week's Torah portion, Abraham, Avraham Avinu, our forefather Avraham, is sitting outside his tent and the Torah tells us that he, God suddenly appears to him and he has an incredible spiritual experience. He literally experiences God's presence. And suddenly, in the midst of this ecstatic revelation, he looks in the distance and he sees three travelers who actually turn out to be three angels, but he doesn't know it. They're disguised as Arab Bedouins. And he sees these three travelers in the distance and then he does something theologically radical. If I were to ask you what the greatest mitzvah is, what's our primary obligation in this world, doing acts of kindness with others or experiencing revelation of God, everyone I've ever asked this to says, makes sense that Judaism, which is a religion, would claim that the greatest thing we could do is connect to God. And yet, Avram does something radical. He turns to God and he says, please, my Lord, do not leave me, but I'll be back. And he literally runs through the desert to get these three guests and begs them to come to his house. And he gives them a four-course meal and he has them relax. He bathes them. He watches their feet and he has them relax in the shade. And then he eventually escorts them off back on their way through the desert. And from this, the Talmud says a, an insanely incredible thing. The Talmud says, It is greater to welcome guests into your home than it is to welcome the Divine Presence. Judaism says, as a testament of how unique Judaism is in world religions, is better than having a spiritual connection with God, is doing acts of kindness for other people. So why is that? How does that work? And from this story, we actually learn out the mitzvah of Achnasis Orchim, which is the mitzvah of welcoming guests into your home. And we learn that there are four components of this mitzvah. There is the mitzvah of giving food and, and drink to your guests. There is a mitzvah of giving your guests a place to sleep. And there are many people in the Jewish community who build a special room, a designated room in their home, just as a guest room that's used only once or twice a month on Shabbos when they have guests. And they'll literally welcome strangers into the home. Anyone who's ever been in a Shabbaton is shocked to, have, to re realize that they're eating in the homes of total strangers. You could walk away with their stuff. They don't know you from Adam. And yet they're opening up their home to you because we're following in the ways of our forefather Avram. And it happens to be that the Muslim nations and the Arabs and Bedouins are also, who are also descendants of Abraham are also excel at this, this mitzvah of acts of kindness in the ways of Avram. And then we learn a fourth thing to do besides food, drink, and sleep, and that is called Levaya in Hebrew, which means to accompany your guests on their way. So before we analyze this mitzvah, I just have a question, and that is, how is it that we're learning the mitzvah of doing kindness with strangers? of Hachnasas Orchem, welcoming guests into our home and feeding them and bathing them and helping them to sleep 
giving them a place to sleep and relax from Abraham, who did this act with angels. Angels who do not need to sleep. They don't need to eat. They're not thirsty. How can you learn kindness from angels? This is the whole act of Haknas' orchim, of doing kindness for people that need it, thinking about the other person's needs instead of thinking about ourselves. Isn't that what a mitzvah of kindness is all about? So let's take a look at the Rambam, Maimonides. Maimonides, who writes a a uh, comprehensive code of Jewish law, writes in chapter 14 of the Laws of Avelis, the Lords of Mourning, he says as follows. He quotes many rabbinic mitzvahs. And he lists the following rabbinic mitzvahs, which the Talmud says have no no shear, they have no, um, no end to the amount that you can do of these mitzvahs. And he writes as follows. There's a mitzvah to bury the dead. And these are all mitzvahs that we do, we can do with other people. There's a mitzvah to, to visit the sick. It's called Biker Cholim. There's a mitzvah called Hotsas Hames, which is to bury the dead. There's a mitzvah Lahaknes Hakala to help marry off a bride and groom. And there's a mitzvah of Levias Orchem to accompany out guests. Now, this is a very strange way to phrase the mitzvah we just learned about, which is called Hachnasas Orchem, which means welcoming in guests. Why does the Ramam call it welcoming out guests? So the Ramam continues, Schar Halavaya Halavia Maruba Menachol. The reward for accompanying out guests is greater than all these other mitzvahs that we just mentioned. Burying the dead, marrying someone off, visiting the sick. And he says, we learn this from Avraham as he welcomes in get the angels. And it says, it is, he says, it's greater to welcome in guests is greater than welcoming the divine presence. But even greater than welcoming in guests is accompanying them on their way. And the Ramam says something also pretty intense. He says, and the, the, the Talmud says, the sages say in the Talmud, anyone who doesn't walk out his guests as as if they spilled, he spilled their blood. How can that be? Why is the Rambam calling this mitzvah, which we call Haknas' Orchim, welcoming in guests, why is he focusing on the welcoming out guests, walking them out? It's it's almost like, uh, you know, when someone comes to your house to eat, you know, walking them out, it's like he's saying the greatest mitzvah is kicking them out, getting them out of your house. How could that be so great? And how is it akin to having spilled someone's blood? So it turns out that this mitzvah of Haknas' Orchim you might think only applies to poor people who, or travelers who don't have a place to stay or don't have any food. But the reality is that this mitzvah applies even to rich people, even people who have their own homes, who have their own food. Why? What's so unique about this mitzvah? It's an even greater mitzvah if they don't have food and if they don't have a home, if they're a traveler, a poor person, or homeless. Then you fulfill the mitzvah of Haknas' Orchim and the mitzvah of Sadaka, of doing kindness and, and charity. But... Why is it even a mitzvah with someone who does have their own food and their own home? Because in doing this mitzvah, essentially what you're telling another person is, I care about you. You're not alone. There's so many people during COVID who, even though they had food and homes, were so isolated and so alone. And so many people in a post-COVID world, now during COVID, we might have thought about them more and actually reached out to that 
single elderly person, widow or widower or older singles that we know. We might have reached out to them more often, but we might have forgotten them now that the world has gone back to normal, quote unquote. There's an amazing story that I heard over, told over by a few people that took place during COVID. There was a widow whose husband had recently passed away and she always did the Passover Seder with her family. But this year, because of COVID, she was unable to be with her family for Passover and she was feeling down about it. Her neighbor, her next door neighbor said to her, you know what? We can open up our door and you can open up your door and we will bring the table closer to the door so that you can listen to the Seder and it'll be as if you're having the Seder with us. And she thought it was a great idea. And during the Seder, she was shocked because she didn't know the neighbors so well. I mean, she knew them, but she didn't realize that they sang all the same songs that she sang with her husband and her family. And it was like if she was at her own Seder, she was so she was so moved. It was such a beautiful experience for her. And after Passover, she mentioned to her son on the phone, you know, it was amazing. They had all the same customs as us. They sang all the same songs. And her son said, Ma, I got to tell you something. A week before Passover, they called me up and they asked me to record for them all the songs that we sing on Passover. And they learned our entire custom of our family because they wanted you to feel at home. That is what it means to welcome guests into your home, to go the extra mile, to make them know that they're wanted. And that's what it means to accompany someone out of your home. Because after the meal, they might think when you close that door that you're really happy that they're gone. Maybe it was a burden for you to have them in their house. And they might feel that them leaving was actually a nice rest for you after going out of your way to help host them. And they might feel that, you know, they've done en- you've done enough for them. It's time for them to go. When you walk them out and accompany them a few minutes on their journey, even a few feet, what you're saying is, I really enjoy your company. I really enjoy you and it's hard to let you go. I want to spend another few minutes with you. And the Talmud says, and sources explain, that a person who doesn't do that is as if they spilled their blood. Why? Because the journey, especially back in the old days, was very dangerous. There were a lot of hardships on the way. When the guests left Abraham's tent or his guest house, they went through the desert. There were bandits, there were robbers, there were wild animals, there was thirst. But when you walk that, go that extra mile to walk them out, they realize they aren't alone. The greatest gift you can give to another person is the gift of yourself, showing them that you care. And that fills them with the strength and the hope to overcome whatever hardships are, will accompany them on their journey through life. And that's what Hashem does for us. Because according to Jewish philosophy and Kabbalah, Hashem created the world as an act of total kindness to give us the ultimate, infinite pleasure, the greatest possible pleasure. We were created to receive the greatest, ultimate, infinite pleasure. And what is that? That is the pleasure and the gift of connection to the infinite. Hashem created the world to share the greatest gift with us, the gift of Himself. And that's what we have the opportunity to do with others, is to share the gift of ourselves with our guests, not only by giving them material food, but by giving them spiritual food love 
and connection because that's what everyone in this world wants more than anything. So says the Talmud, we learn from Avraham that it's better to better than talking to God, better than connecting to God, is being like God. And that's the mitzvah of Achnasus Orchim, that we have the opportunity to be an, a giver of life to others and a giver of comfort. And that, perhaps, is why we learn this mitzvah from the angels, the angels who don't need to eat because it's not about the physical food, it's about the spiritual connection that we can give to another. And that's why the Rambam, Maimonides, points out that the greatest act of the mitzvah is walking our guests out, showing them that they truly matter. I want to wish you a beautiful Shabbos of connection. Let's all take a moment to think about how we can connect to another person right now and show them that we truly care about them by giving them the gift of connection with us, the greatest gift that we have. Thank you all so much for listening.